this week's episode of the help on the way podcast we're featuring june 27th 1985 from spock in saratoga springs new york new york i am your co-host the game here with my fellow co-host uh knob and knob i'm just realizing it can't be saratoga saratoga springs new york new york because that wouldn't make any sense no no just saratoga springs new york New York, New just York is its own deal. <laughs> just just one New York on the Saratoga Springs. Um, yeah. So before we get into our um, main event of June 27, 1985, we're going to go ahead and kick off with our Channel 6 News segment. And um, <laughs> much like we opined last week during we this knew. segment. We knew. We um, knew. They... <laughs> So last week when we recorded, they announced or they showed the teaser video. Yeah, we knew it was coming. Sphere. We all knew it was coming, um, but they announced then, they announced it. I don't know, fifteen seconds after we finished recording the episode. I know that isn't how it went, but that's how it felt. That that really is how it felt. Um, I think it was like the very next day. Um. And I think the rumor was what fifteen days to start. Yeah, fourteen or fifteen were the yeah. very specific numbers I was hearing, and then and they announced then, eighteen shows. Yeah, and then like a day later, or maybe two days later, they added what six more. Yeah, six, six more. more days going into July. Um. So yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> We did six months of of sphere speculation, and it was real. How do you fit you you camped out at the sphere for several weeks to find out whether or not the members of the band were hanging out there? Do you feel relieved? I, gratified? I do feel vindicated. I feel vindicated okay. that my that my camping out has has paid off. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That that restraining order that Bono has against you. <laughs> is <laughs> totally worth it now. Honestly, if I had a restraining order from Bono, I'd get it framed. Uh, anyway. So then, I, I guess my... One of my initial thoughts is... Yeah. It's round. Hey, yes, it is round. But B, um, it seems like a lot of shows, no? Yeah. It's 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 24 shows so far. What was the that might have been as many shows as they played in 2022. That's and what I was going to say. Condensed like, amount of time. What was it? Um Yeah, they don't have Yeah, to 2022 travel. was only 19 shows. It's right, relatively so not... small for Dead and Co. 2022 was a weird outlier and pretty much every year it's been in the low 30s. Okay. Um, so 24 is a step down, but not a huge step down. And it's a lot for a band that just called it quits. Um, right. I've retired from touring. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of shows. It'll be interesting um, to see, especially in such quick succession. Um, 
do you know of anyone who has gotten tickets for the Sphere shows yet? Yeah, I have some friends, both online and in real life. Uh, and I also have, have friends that have bought tickets to the Sphere. Um, yeah, I have folks that, you know, if you got the ways and means, it's probably going to be a really cool concert experience. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have... have the ways and means, and that YouTube video from the Grammys made me dizzy. Uh, so yeah. I personally will not be there, but all power to you if you can make it. It'll be a cool time. Someday I, I'd I like have... to see a band at the Sphere. I have a friend who... Um, she put in her request. Okay. And she posted, she posted on Facebook, like... Everybody, like, please, like, think about me at, like, whatever, whatever date. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get these fear tickets. And, and the last screenshot I saw was she was, like, 8,000 in the queue. And it's like, oh. oh, oh yeah. Oh. Um, I follow, crazy, you know. Oh, yeah. No, I follow a few of the Dead & Company, um, like, Facebook groups. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, um... This one, it was like anybody else having like, and it was <laughs> if it wasn't worded so like, like you could tell this person was being serious, right? But it was like, right. is anybody else having problems checking out with their VIP packages? Um, like, like it's it's saying like like trouble processing, whatever, whatever, and it's saying your the credit screen, card has too much money on it. And the screenshot was quite literally eighteen thousand dollars. Oh, like, I'm like, like, you know what? Oh. Like, it's someone in the comments said, like, yeah, it was either this or I put my kid through college, and I decided to put my kid through college. Yeah. Now, it doesn't have to be that expensive. Um, in fact, I actually received, and I'm not a big gambler, uh, but I received some, um some free comp rooms in Vegas on a couple of the okay. sphere dates. Um, oh, where I was like, I, oh, like, okay. Like surprising. Right. Like, okay. Like it's feasible to, to do it, you know, cheaply. Right. Because tickets themselves aren't, um, standard price aren't all that expensive, but no, if you um, can get, especially if you're fine in the three or four hundreds. Right. You could probably see a show or two at a, a decent budget. You know, not nothing, but a planable kind of budget. So, um, yeah. So, that's all sphere? of the Sphere news. Um, have you heard sphere? anything um, concerning the set lists? Uh, there's that post in the email, and no one... seems to like vaguely imply that every weekend's going to be the same like weekend of shows. I personally just think that that is poor wording. I I have no insider information here. Oteal didn't text me that they got the wording wrong, but I do I I would be shocked. I I think they're going to have to pare down the set lists for the sphere of it all or they're going to have to produce, you know, 100 115 unique visuals. But I think once the videos, the visuals themselves are generated, it's going to be easy, not easy, but it's going to be possible for them to mix and match and be able to mix up the set lists. 
I do think it'll probably lean more on the greatest hits, similar to the last Dead & Co. tour, but I, I would be very surprised if they're about to play the same weekend of shows over and over and over again. Bob Weir didn't even seem to like playing Ace two nights in a row at those Ace anniversary shows a couple years back. Yeah, no, I, I'm in agreement with you. I um, That does seem to be the... With with the wording in the email, it does seem to be a hot rumor online that it is going to be the same yeah. three-day run over and over and over again. Um, yeah, I think it's just a poorly worded sentence just trying to hype up the fact that this band plays different set lists. There's similar wording in the Fish uh, press right. release, though that's only one weekend. And now um, Fish so is sure doing this... Fish goes back. Now Fish is doing Sphere first, correct? Yes. Yep. The Fish Sphere run is in April. I think that's really going to be uh, a trial run about what it's going to be like for the Dead & Co. Sphere experience. Um, we will get to see what jamming is like in the Sphere. We will get to see what jam band crowds are like in the Sphere. Uh, we will find out whether or not there are streaming options. I really think that, that Fish is going to kind of set the tone for what this Dead & Co. run is going to wind up being. I... Uh... I was not a big fish fan. I am How looking forward you? to figs here. So <laughs> I have... fifty fifty on whether or not this podcast it's, likes fish. True. Um, I am interested in their in, in those shows. Um, yeah. I really hope they stream them. Yeah, that, I mean that's the big hope for everybody. I I am particularly excited to see what fish does with the sphere. Right. Um, it's. Like, I don't know, I don't know what it's going to be. I simply know that it is probably going to be cool. So I would like to see that yeah. happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to all of it. You know, I, I like when new music happens. <laughs> I, think, I think that's nice. So if it's happening at the Sphere, cool. Um, uh, moving on from uh, the sphere. Are you sure things. we don't have ten more minutes about the sphere in us? <laughs> it's oh, round. we probably could if we really wanted to. We could start bitching about the concession prices. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> that, Why doesn't Dead Co sell hats like bucket hats, like hell in a bucket <laughs> bucket hats? What the hell? I feel like you definitely need to let somebody in the merchandise department know because that was a screaming it's, idea. It's money on the table. It's simply it really... it's simply money on the table. It's bad business practice <laughs> that they don't sell hell in a bucket hats. After the, after our show, we're gonna we're gonna sit down and design those. Um, yeah, we're we're putting out our first help on the way merch, <laughs> and it's hell in a bucket hats. They cost uh. Uh, thirty dollars at the base price, but with dynamic pricing, you can expect to pay up to two hundred to three hundred dollars. Um, and uh, that's just the way it is. Um, moving on <laughs> to our main event of the evening, which is June twenty seventh, nineteen eighty five, from the Saratoga Performing Arts Center, affectionately known as Spock, uh, from uh, Saratoga, New York. Uh, this was a Thursday. Um, wow. And I'll kick it off. I really enjoyed this entire show. Um, yeah. set, set one opened up with In the Midnight Hour into Bertha into uh, Little Red Rooster. Then we got Phil and Bobby yelling at people hanging off the balcony into Staggerly. <laughs> then we got El Paso 
crazy fingers, a very suspicious supplication jam, a high time, a hell in a bucket, and then a set one closer of don't ease me in. Um, for the sake of this, I'm just going to start since Fig is uh, away vacationing this week. Um, and since I basically Camping spoiled my thoughts. Your tickets. He really is. He's he's at the box office. He's at the <laughs> box office of the sphere. You'd think the box office would be a sphere office. You'd anyway. think. You'd think. Anyway. Anyway. Ball office doesn't have as nice a ring to it. No, it does not. Um, I love the opener. Um, yeah. I am a sucker for Motown. I like when the dead do Motown. I like when JGB does Motown. Um, in the Midnight Hour, by uh, once by Wilson Pickett, performed here by the Grateful Dead, with Bobby on vocals and Brent screaming through in the background. I thought it was awesome. Um, yeah. Really enjoyed Bertha. Um, Rooster was okay. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, the um, in between Rooster and Staggerly. Um, yes. There was, I guess, a man by the name of Pat Kelly. Um, the only reason I know his name is because they talk about him in the archive comments. Uh, oh, was okay. hanging okay. off uh, the balcony of um, somewhere. <laughs> it's Fock, I guess. I don't know. Um, and Bobby yelled at him. Um, and then Phil yelled at him. Um and then they very awkwardly went into Staggerly. <laughs> they really like just it. Now we're doing Staggerly, okay? And it was like, like okay. It, it was literally like Phil was yelling at this person, and then it just like as soon as Phil stopped, it was like that was Jerry's cue to <laughs> just jump in. It was the weirdest shit. Um, El Paso, okay. Um, I don't have anything good or bad to say about it. Uh, Crazy Fingers, I really enjoyed. Um, Supplication, I enjoyed. Uh, High Time, Jerry really sang his ass off, I thought. Um, yeah. Really, really got into it, um, which doesn't always do. Uh, so I enjoyed that. Uh, Hell in a Bucket, once again, Hell in a Bucket, Bucket Hats coming soon. Uh, I liked Hell in a Bucket, and I thought Donizia Moon was great. Um, overall, a fantastic set one. Uh, Nob. What were your thoughts on set numero uno? Oh, very nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, I like set one. I don't think, I, and I feel this way about the show in general. The show, like, it's not an all-timer. It's not. It's, but it's incredibly solid. It is incredibly good. There isn't a lot that veers into, like, great or particularly out there, exploratory, the kind of magic that only the Grateful Dead can make. But at the same time, there is no song that is played poorly. Like, it all works. Um, Midnight Hour is a fun way to start the show. It's generally tight. Bob and Brent are having a lot of fun with the vocals. You get the rarity factor, which is nice. It's smart that they keep it as short as they do. Uh, this song did not need to be longer than four minutes, and it isn't. The band doesn't really have much to say besides, hey, let's have fun, as well as the word wait over and over. Um, but it's, it's a really fun way to get things going. Then we go into a, a fast Bertha. The vibe has been set. It, we're just partying. You can tell that Jerry wanted to solo a little bit on Midnight Hour because the second that they let him go nuts on Bertha, he's like... <laughs> a lot of really fast and, and active Bertha solo. 
The bolts even occasionally, like, come loose on this fast Bertha, but it, it rocks. R- Rooster is solid. It's fine. It's less flashy than the ones that really wow, but, like, there's solid blues playing. Um, I Maybe I just blacked out in the middle of it, but I don't think I heard a Bobby solo. It just sounded like Jerry and, and Brent to me. Um, I can ad- admit that I was wrong, if I'm wrong here, but... And then I like that at the end, Bob insists that it's fucked up in every way. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> we're throwing curse words into songs. Um, yeah, then we get to Stagger Lee. I, it's a very sudden start because of someone climbing the balcony. Jerry's a little pitchy. It gets solid, but it never gets, like, really good. Uh, and then we get to El Paso. I don't have to tell you that I like El Paso. Uh, Jerry enters it particularly ferociously. It's a good tempo. Bob sounds good. It's it's a really good Jerry vehicle. If you just want to hear Jerry Garcia go nuts on the guitar for four and a half to six minutes, this El Paso is for you. Um, and then Crazy Fingers, it really nails the like dreamlike quality of the song. Again, everybody is just playing well. Uh, Brent's keyboard tone really helps this, but just in general, it it really does feel like a dream. Jerry's voice is, I guess, kind of the elephant in the room with this whole show. It's an 85 show. Jerry's voice sounds like this. If that bugs you, the show probably will not wow you. If you are able to look past that, to to look past the, the timbre of the voice and listen to the passion behind it, You've got a really strong Crazy Fingers. A really strong show in general. Um, a little Spanish jammy as we move into Supplication, which is neat. Um, I think the Supplication is more, like, interesting that it happened rather than, like, an amazing rendition of a Supplication jam. Like, it doesn't really go anywhere, but it's nice to hear. I High Time is well played, but poorly placed. I think in the Crazy Fingers supplication jam of it all, the energy was already starting to get a little low and to to really bring in a slow high time. It's well played. The emotional vocals from Jerry are, like, powerful. It's not something I'm going to listen to outside of this show, and it, it doesn't quite... I don't know where in the show you put this high time, but it's not there. Um... An energetic bucket, we're tightening up. This, this feels a lot closer to the world it inhabits on In the Dark. It, it's just in general a really tight rendition, and Donnie's is, is boppy and fun. I find with this show, this is very much a, a solid, fun dance party. This isn't a show where you, your face is going to be melted off. Jerry's not stealing your face tonight. But this is a really fun show to chill out, to dance a little. I am sure if I was there with my friends and had two cheap beers, I would, I would sing this show's praises until my dying day. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's generally really solid, and for 85 Dead, you don't always get solid. The I have to end. agree. I have to agree. Um, I wonder Which if... Part? So I, I stopped my listening be- after supplication... Uh, and picked it up with high time a few hours later. Mm. Um, so I wonder if, since I went into high time straight, yeah. um, I didn't get that energy difference. Instead, I just yeah. boom, hit with it. But other than it's that, no, I agree very, with you. 
different experience when listening to the set all the way, especially when the crazy, uh, really, it's staggerly into El Paso, into Crazy Fingers, into Supplication, into High Time. Like, it's a full journey of songs. And High Time is an interesting place to end that journey. Um, But it's just a weird, I don't know, just lilts a little. Set two opened up with Feel Like a Stranger into Eyes of the World. Then we got Going Down the Road Feeling Bad into Men Smart, Women Smarter. Then we got Our Drums in Space. Then we had Truckin', Spoonful, Black Peter, Turn On Your Love Light. Uh, Then we had an encore of Johnny Be Good and It's All Over Now, Baby Blue. Hey, Nob, what were your thoughts on set two? It's good. I I won't spoil it. I won't say what I think about it in comparison to set one. Um, it's it's. I mean, okay. They're fairly comparable sets in that, like set one, set two is not about monster jams. This is not a show with a twenty-minute dark star. This is not a show where eyes gets really weird or or estimated gets really spooky or. Or, you know, but that being said, the, the vibe is on purpose different. This is, a, it's a fun party and that's the vibe and that works. Stranger is a, a fun and, and sinister way to get set two started. I, it was just a really locked in rendition. The, the drummers, Phil, Brent, everybody was just playing exactly what they needed in the song. It doesn't do anything you haven't heard Stranger do but it does everything Stranger does well. Uh, The jam is a nice display of everybody playing a different part, but it all mostly working together. There's that thing that Jerry talked about when he was writing Foolish Heart about how he wanted a song where everybody, nobody plays chords. They all play lines, and those lines kind of intersect and and cross with each other. And this, to me, is a really good example of that in the improv. There are moments where it gets a little too busy, if I had to nitpick. But overall, it's a really nice display of what the Grateful Dead can do uh, at this, this stage of the game. And then, Eyes of the World is, is fun. I would also consider this a highlight of set two. By 80 standards, it's a pretty slow Eyes, which is to say it is at the correct tempo for Eyes of the World. Um, Jerry doesn't know these words and truth be told it starts out like tight but uninspired the first jam feels like it's out of obligation but after that it just gets better and better as it goes on it's not an all-timer or anything but i'm not huge on a lot of like mid 80s eyes of the world but this is a very good mid 80s eyes of the world into a fast going down the road it you know it rocks there's not much else to say about it it like, almost feels like I know you, Ryder, at times. Um, there's no, and we bid you goodnight ending. It sounded like Jerry tried to play it, played some wrong notes, and decided to pivot to the part after the end, we bid you goodnight. Um, and I just, I like hearing that. But he doesn't have to play it every night. That's fine. Uh, Man Smart, Women Smarter, similarly, it's solid, but nothing wows. Also weird placement for this one. Um, but that being said, again, this show is not about monster jams your song before drums is not going to be the other one on a night like tonight it's going to be a dance party like man smart women smarter drum space is really the only like interest if if you're here for the improv 
drum space is really the most interesting piece of improv all night. It's still, especially in drums, it still keeps that dancey feeling of the rest of the show. But through the, the different percussion instruments that Mickey plays with, they're able to explore a real range of sounds and ideas. Uh, space gets pretty out there. It's very Jerry-heavy, Jerry and it's very freaky. Um, it's, it's not a, an all-timer drum space or anything, but it's, it's solid and unique within this show. We get to trucking. It's tight. Truth be told, Bobby's voice sounds noticeably worse on Truckin' and everything after than it did before. Um, I don't wish to speculate on which drug he took backstage during drum <laughs> space, but I'm going to guess it involves the mouth. Um, anyway, tight Truckin'. It doesn't do anything you haven't heard Truckin' do, but it is solid. Um, we get to Spoonful. I have to, okay, to back up and talk about the show generally. A very interesting thing about this show is its use of transitions. Obviously, we're used to Grateful Dead sets where songs regularly go in and out of each other, and that's very cool. Uh, it's often a set two deal. This first set is littered with transitions of songs going into each other. There's no standalone song. You get a three-song run, a five-song run, and a two-song run. And they all kind of go into each other. And what's especially interesting is none of these transitions are given time to breathe, which is not a complaint. This is an observation because they're doing it on purpose, but almost like they do not let you realize the previous song has ended before they have started singing the words to the new song. You are still reacting to, whoa, Midnight Hour was really cool. And Jerry's already singing about how he had a hard run. Um, Spoonful as well. Like we get out of truckin'. Bobby has maybe played the spoonful riff once before he starts singing it. Uh, and it's, it's on purpose. Like, it's, it's meant to never lose your attention. It is a dance party. They are, for lack of a better term, like, they're DJing this event. And part of it is that they are constantly keeping the energy up. They are never losing the crowd. It's interesting. Uh, and then after... Basically, nonstop heaters the whole set. Black Peter is a, a welcome cool down. There is a lot of emotion in Jerry's voice, but if the rest of the show has bugged you, his voice is still going to bug you here. But oh, it is a, a lovely rendition of the song. Love Light is instrumentally tight. I, it, I, Bob doesn't much to say in the improv. And also, I just have to point out that he gets lost on the verse of love light is a two bar vamp he is just on the wrong bar of that two bar pattern he eventually fixes it it's a f i don't know i didn't love it as a closer i like love light but this wasn't and then johnny be good it, it rocks brent sounds great jerry shreds it is by the grace of god that this thing doesn't fall apart by the end the uh, the quiet down thing is almost certainly an accident that they ran with and were able to make something really cool out of it. Um, and then we get into a very nice baby blue to bring us home. Jerry sings it with some nice fire in his, in his gut. And uh, yeah, it's all over now. So what did you think of set two game? I liked your, it's all over now closer there. Um, set two. Um, it's good. Um, feel like a stranger. I enjoyed uh, really enjoyed Eyes of the World. Uh, 
going down the road feeling bad was good. Uh, Men's smart, women's smarter was okay. Uh, I skipped drums in space like you know I would. Um, trucking was good. Um, yeah. Spoonful, I not my favorite Grateful Dead song. <laughs> and on this night, not my favorite Grateful Dead song. Black yeah. Peter was good. Um, yeah. really enjoyed Love Light, um, which I don't normally do, but I did on this no. show. Um, Johnny B. Good was good. I do normally and... enjoy Love Light and didn't care for it. Yeah, we we swipey swap. There's something about this Love Light that is different from all the other Love Lights in a way that appeals to you and doesn't appeal to me. And I'd like to leave you, dear viewers, some time to speculate on what you think that is. Um, but I am going to vote that we play set one. Uh, <laughs> and um, anyway, what do you think of the encore? Loved it. No, Baby Blue was always, um, always stands out when I see it on the set list. Um, so again, wonderful show. Um, is there better 85 shows? Yes. Is this one of the better shows we've heard recently? Yes. <laughs> so, um, moving and don't get me on. wrong, there are five shows, but this is towards the top of the pack. I think some some folks would 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 say the next night. Oh yeah. Oh no, Hershey is. Uh-oh. I I we're going into that. I mean, I'm biased because Hershey was my dad's second right. Grateful Dead show, so I've heard Hershey a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a great show. Like it's this show is good. Hershey is better. Is this show Book of the Dead worthy? No, it isn't. It's like it it's solid. It is it is a perfectly good show. But this doesn't really do what I come to the Grateful Dead for, and I can't see myself revisiting it too much. Earlier today, uh after I finished listening, my vote was going to be yes. Uh Oh, don't let me change your mind. Well, no. Um good. In my mind, it's just the best that we've heard recently. Sure. Because we've had so I mean, many it was, 94 shows. I was going to say, I, we're just comparing last week, and <laughs> right. it is, this is better than last week. I agree with you there. So, um, looking into myself, it's like I will literally never listen to the show again after we are done discussing yeah. it. Um. So no, this show does not make my book of the dead. Um, And I'm assuming it won't make figs either. (laughs) Um, I don't think so. You know which set I'm going to vote for. Um, It's the same as you. Because we all need to hear the drum space. (laughs) No. Um, No, I I, I figured we'd all be in agreement about set one. I mean, I know figs not here at all. Yes, set one's awesome. Um, who is your show Mother Trucker? Ooh, it's a good night for Brent. It's a good night for the drummers, but I, it's Jerry for me. This is a very on night for Jerry, guitar wise and vocally. He is, he is bringing it again. It's not his loveliest tone. It's 1985, but this is a lot of energy and passion. And it is what makes tonight's show work as well as it does. I'm going with Brent. 
I literally yeah. wore my um my Brent It's Easy to Love You t-shirt for the nice. recording this evening because he is the my show MVP. Um him just starting off the show on vocals of uh, Midnight Hour just was all I needed to be like, yeah, this is this is good. So yeah, Brent definitely gets my show MVP. Um, we do have some Reddit comments. Um, I'm going to take the first one. And definitely going to let you take the second one. Sure. Uh, our first one is from our now longtime friend, Akabonius. Um, and Kabonius says, with the release of Dave's Picks Volume 49, which contains both April 85 shows at the Frost, this Sorry, particular... Sorry, interrupt you? you I mean, I've, I've been throughout this episode, and I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but this time I'm asking. Um, we, I don't think we talked about Dave's Picks 49, like, on the podcast. And I know this, because I don't think I got to read out the line and you okay so there's this archive review of 42785 which is is the new dave's picks that okay. is is seared into my brain i'm gonna <laughs> pretend that i'm reading a line from it but i want you to know i have this committed to memory but okay. in the middle of a, a fairly long review of this show this person writes my brother Esau could be one of their greatest vintages of that label ever. So clean, moist, and tight, with the special Jerry Orgasm solo, almost wanting more jizz, but he finishes quick. Now, I don't know about you. Those are going to be the last words in my brain before I die. And I know that. And so, and I, I've been so poisoned that the first time I saw the announcement of Dave's Picks 49, I saw the date and I went... That's the brother Esau where Jerry comes. That's the... <laughs> um, so anyway, I just need everyone in the world to know about that review. And every time they listen to the Dave's Picks from April... Uh, uh, the, the, the brother Esau from Dave's Picks 49. I need them to know that it might be the greatest vintages of that label ever. I love the comments anyway. on the archive. It's, it's, they're just, there, there is nothing like them. Even the rest of that review is, is quite good, but like, like who, for every, like, for, for every saying a little while and then, yeah, you get some good gems. You get some good gems. Yeah. And like, th there's that saying that writing about music is like dancing about architecture and once in a while, you find a Savion Glover. Like this, like that's it. <laughs> Those are the words that I needed to hear to describe my brother Esau on 427, 1985. Y you anonymous poster on archive.org are one of this generation's greatest living poets. Anyway, what else does Cabonius have to say? Pivoting back. Uh, with the release of Dave's Picks 49, which contains both April 85 shows at the Frost, this particular installment comes at just exactly perfect time for me. In fact, like 427, this show also features an eyes going down the road feeling bad pairing. And this night is from what is arguably... Wow, why is that so hard to say all of a sudden? 
arguably holy shit we're moving past that the very <laughs> best week of 1985 all the shows from june 24th through july 1st have something special about them i've oh, jesus cabonious i have ever <laughs> evangelized boom about june 28th repeatedly i got that one although i know i'm somewhat alone on that hill but june 24th of course is one of the only official 85 releases to date and both 630 and 71 are incredible shows this show at the spock tends to slip under my personal radar a bit so i am thrilled to see it here and i am respectfully tapping out from any more log form reading on tonight's show please knob take over jwg3's comment please Sh sure uh i'm gonna move past jwg3's very nice clarification and just say that we appreciate it no one's mad at you Anyway, as noted by Cabonius, uh, quite nice to hear uh, for this one to be drawn from the deck alongside the release of Dave's Picks 49. I haven't listened to it yet, so I will make sure to update my thoughts on which eyes into going down the road feeling bad is better in a future help on the way comment section. Here's to some solid 80s Grateful Dead in a quintessential venue. As usual for East Side shows, I was looking forward to rock a little bit, so Midnight Hour, Bertha, and Rooster were a nice way to dive in. First El Paso in a minute? It has been. I think I looked this up. I think it's been four months since our last El Paso on the show, which wow. is too long for someone like me. Anyway, back to the comment. I'm, I'm on kind of a supplication kick due to what the Wolf Bros are doing with it lately, coming out of Uncle John's band in their stark style. So it was cool to get that one. I don't know if this is me showing my youth as a deadhead, but High Time was a surprising pull for me. I didn't quite realize how consistently they played it through the very end after bringing it back post-hiatus. When's the last time we got one of those? A bucket into Doni's, always going to make me happy. Not much more to say there. The first time I've said this in seemingly forever, but I'm a set one fan here. The second set yeah. really didn't do too much for me. I'm sorry. I'm stepping out and editorializing. Yeah. <laughs> two are the first couple of songs once we get past that it's just okay anyway back to cabonius the only thing i remember pulling out of that listening journey was an again youthful deadhead realization that the truck and intro riff actually sounds like a truck starting beats me how the hell i never realized that until i heard this specific version Methinks we're in for another dry spell on Book of the Dead-worthy shows, let alone anything on the level of that recent Europe 72 gold. Save any complaining for this one, IMO, because it's quite solid relative to the other shows we've heard recently. You were saying that, game. Yes, no, absolutely. We are JWG3 and myself are on the same mental wavelength there. Um, Next week, we are continuing our little trip in the 80s 1983 um what can you tell me about 1983 grateful dead um it's pretty good we've had a lot of 83 shows just not in a while um 83 is solid it tends to be a little overlooked because it doesn't have as like there's a very much like a, a 79 to 81 sound and there's very much mm -hmm. like a 
like 84 to 86, like rougher around the edges kind of sound. This is where you are transitioning from one of the, the sounds to another. And so you get some very different shows throughout 83. Um, it's very much uh, a coin flip about whether or not you're getting a strong night or a, a not so strong night. But the strong nights are strong. So I'm like, you know, I'm optimistic. I never want any of these shows to be bad. But right. this has a cool looking set list. The last time they ever played Deep Ellum Blues, uh, a nice bird song in the middle of set one, uh, Broke Down Palace to close set two and then a one more saturday night encore that'll be that'll be something um yeah next week it's uh september 24th 1983 uh i i I think you said it best when you said that the years and us that heads realize this lord it's a podcast uh all about this um where the shows do have or each year kind of has their signature sound in a way um and i just can't pick out anything 83 like well you're gonna have to keep listening if you want to win guess the year yes (laughs) yes i will um and i'm always interested in finals so the fact that we get the uh final deep ellum um is interesting like like i wonder I did it go bad, and <laughs> they decided that's it for that, or or what? I'm very. I don't know. That'll be interesting. I never thought about when Deep Ellum Blues left the rotation. I think it's right. just because yeah, I don't that's... really hear it after the acoustic sets, the 1980 shows. Yeah. So fascinating. Anyway, yeah. enough flabbering. Let's go ahead and do our bookkeeping for the did. night and call it a perfect day. Um, as always, please go ahead and smash that subscribe button and like and share with any and all of your Grateful Dead loving friends and family. Of course, you may find us at wherever podcasts are downloaded. However, you will not find us on a service that sort of rhymes with can we afford to go to the sphere Definitely notify. That's right. If you use a service that kind of rhymes with can we afford to go to a sphere, definitely notify. We are not on that one. However, we are on almost every other major podcast platform. As always, if you get your podcast the old-fashioned way, please do so at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. If you'd like to email us, please do so at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. You may communicate with us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. Of course, we are on YouTube at youtube.com slash at symbol help on the way pod. And we are on kick at kick.com slash the GD channel. Uh, Nob, do you have any parting wigs for yourself? Any parting wigs? Any parting words for yourself? Or any parting words for our missing friend Fig? Sure, I I think I can speak for both Fig and I here. Speaking of of wigs, if you're looking for something to put on top of your wig, go to helponthewaypod.podbean.com slash hat to pre-order your Helena Bucket hat. You know we have to do this now. Yeah, I guess email us, and if we get five emails, uh, we'll, we'll do it. We're pretty easy. That's okay. This is we're gonna. This is this is now something we just convinced ourselves. 
Fig, you're going to hear this for the first time. If we get five emails. Five emails. Emails. And I'm going to send one. To our help over a pod. Emails. At, if we get four emails at helponthewaypod at gmail.com that says bucket hat, we will make hell in a bucket bucket hats. Don't ask me how, but we I don't will. even know exactly what that means, but we're making no, it. no, it, it, to me, it's just a bucket hat with hell. <laughs> okay, okay, but, yeah, we'll, um, we'll draw up some ideas. But I feel like we could probably um, do it better than that. So, yeah. Um, so, once again, if you are interested in a hell in a bucket bucket hat, email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com to uh, put that into fruition. Um, and until next week, please stick around for set one of June 27th, 1985. And thank you once again for listening to the help on the way podcast
the barnyard people upset in every way. Dogs begin to bark now. The hounds begin to howl. Dogs begin to bark now. The hounds begin to howl. Watch out, stray cat people. The little red rooster's on the prowl. Thank <laughs> you. 
Hey, uh, you all up on the balcony, uh, the, the management has requested that you kindly don't hang off there. You want to, you got to realize that that first step's a real doozy, and, uh, and so kind of cool it, and don't hang off the balcony. Seriously now. Yo, Butch, you. See those guys? Off the balcony. You there. Stop hanging off the balcony. Get back in his seat, would you? There's 50,000 people waiting for you to get back in your seat, man. You got any friends up there? There we go. I say, Phil, my dog has no nose. No nose? How does he smell? Blooming awful. <laughs> Sorry, man, that goes for you two over here, man. Hey, get back in, man. We don't want you falling on somebody else. You do it yourself to what you want, man. Can I 
Thank you. 
Texas town of El Paso I'm going up with a Mexican girl I try to find me in Rosa's Cantina Music would play and fill in a wood Black is the night where the eyes of Felina Wicked and evil while casting a spell My love was strong for this Mexican maiden I was in love but in vain I could tell One night a wild young camel came in Wild of the West Texas Queen Dashing and daring and drinking we were sure When we get fed the girl that I love So in anger we challenged just right for the love of this maiden In his hand for the gun that he wore My challenge was answered in less than a heartbeat some young stranger lay dead on the floor Just for a moment, I stood there in silence Shocked by the following evil deed I had done Many thoughts raced through my mind as I stepped in Had but one chance that was to run Out through the back doors I ran Where the horses were tied Pain in my side. 
getting harder to stay in the saddle I'm getting weary, unable to ride But my love for Felina is strong And I rise where I fall Though I am weary, I can't stop to rest I see the white of smoke from the rifle I feel the bullet go deep in my chest This is my cheek as she kneels by my side Cradled by two loving arms that I'll die for One little kiss and fill in
We'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> 